do. Welcome to What's Happening with the Yams. It's your host, Mina and Kenna. Hi! Where we discuss and bring on guests from all walks of life to talk about everything from women empowerment, race, culture, mental, physical, and emotional health. Hey besties, it's your girl Mina and Kenna. Hey! And let me tell you guys what's happening with the yams today. On this episode, we're talking about body dysmorphia. Speaking from personal experience, for example, I think, you know that when you look at old pictures and you're like, oh my god, I was so much skinnier back then. But in that moment, you were like, no, I need to be working out more, I, was- I need to be healthier. So I think we should start by uh, pointing out Uh, the definition of body dysmorphia so according to john hopkins medicine um, their definition of body dysmorphia is being negatively and overwhelmingly affected by your flaws or what you consider are flaws which can be normal things like you know acne the way your body looks thinking you're too skinny you're too fat or you should have other things and they believe that a big cause of body dysmorphia is your environment your mental health in general your biological factors and social media, like social interactions with people that you have. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that. Amina, do you know what the statistics are about men and women and what the percentage of people who have body dysmorphia is? Yeah, so 60% of women have body dysmorphia, 40% of men have body dysmorphia, so. Which is kind of surprising because I think that uh, a lot of times body dysmorphia is seen as like a woman problem, like, I feel like there's a stigma that men have, I don't know, and men are not, I feel like men are not as open to having these discussions. Yeah, Yeah. talk about, like, yeah, like, oh, I hate how my body looks right now. But honestly, I feel like most most men I'm around can easily say that. Oh, they're, like, uncomfortable where they are. Yeah, like, I want, oh, I wish, like, I want to be, like, buffer, or I'm Mm going to go to the gym and get, you know. Yeah, because a big part of, a big part of body dysmorphia is also not being able to truly recognize what size you are. Mm. So like speaking from personal experience, for example, I think, you know that when you look at old pictures and you're like, oh my God, I was so much skinnier back then. But in that moment you were like, no, I need to be working out more, I I need to be healthier. I was literally talking, I was talking to one of our friends Mm -hmm. and she sent me pictures from 2019. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that time I thought I was so bad. Like, I was like, I didn't, like, we went on vacation, and I didn't want to take any pictures and with me in a bathing suit, and I hated it. But you see, that's exactly what it is. It's how it's affecting your life. And like, then I look back, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so small. Like, I look good. I look bang. I should have posted these pictures everywhere. I should have had my mama sent. I should have sent my <laughs> mama to my grandma. And I was like, but then we're saying, like, we're never happy in the present state of our body. Yeah. Like, I'm, I always look back and be like, dang, I wish I want to go back to 2015. When, when I wasn't even fully developed yet, and I was probably still going through puberty, and I was like, damn, I was so small. Like, I want you to go back to that body. So then you're trying to work to get back to that body, but you're not really happy with the body you're in. And I hate that. And it's crazy because, like, that's something that I've, like, in the past couple of years, I would say, like, four years, been actively working on to, like, work out and enjoy my body for what it is now and what it's giving me. And remembering, you know, that whole, like, self-love and remembering what my body does for me. Because I used to do that so much to the point where it, it started becoming unhealthy for me. I would look at pictures and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe in 2015 I look like this. And in 2000, like, we're in, what, 2021? And... I can't, you know, compare my body to what it was six years ago. It's not the same. And even if it's smaller or bigger, it's just like the idea of accepting, like also understanding that like 
my body's as long as I'm healthy, then my body's perfectly fine. Yeah. But even like when I'm order like ordering clothes online, I'm like, yeah, I'm a size ten. And then I'm like, but actually, maybe I'm actually bigger. So I'll mm-hmm. always get I always get a bigger size than I am. Like I'll I'll probably be a large, but I'm always gonna get an extra large. Yeah, always. Just two. I'll probably yeah. be a I will be a, a size ten, and I'll get a size twelve. And then when it comes back baggy, I'll be like, well, then it'll last longer. In my head, I'll be like, oh, the clothes will just last longer because like you know, hmm. what if I gain weight? But it doesn't fit me at all. And I just end up probably not wearing them. Or returning them. Which really sucks because you're just like, damn, I would have looked good in that. Yeah, but sometimes I'm also like, um, I could be smaller and I'll get a smaller size. And when it doesn't fit me, it's, I'm just like, yes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Like, and oh that, my God. And then I just yeah. go on myself and be like, I can't eat for like two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I need to fit this. I'm going to just keep this till I fit it. And I think uh, some of the symptoms that we need to address of bodies, body yeah. so sorry, um, <laughs> Sorry guys, trying to give y'all some facts, you know. Again from John Hopkins Medicine, they say stuff like some ways to detect if you have body dysmorphia is constantly checking yourself in the mirror or avoiding mirrors, trying to hide your body parts under hats, scarf, makeup, clothing, constantly exercising or grooming, constantly comparing yourselves with other people, asking other people whether you look okay, and then not taking what they say to be the truth mm-hmm. avoiding social activities not going out of the house especially in the daytime seeing many healthcare professionals about um, your appearance having unnecessary plastic surgery picking at your skin with fingers or tweezers feeling anxious depressed and ashamed especially in social settings and thinking of even suicide and we'd just like to also add in the middle of this you know if any of these sound like symptoms that you may have seek out a healthcare professional and at the end we'll have numbers and emails and um websites that you can go to make sure that you get the help that you need she's so cute <laughs> but i was literally i keep saying literally a lot but i never believe people when they compliment my body now or before before now ever forever mm-hmm. i probably think you're lying I'd be like, yeah, you're lying to me. Like, but why, where, where do you think that's, st- like, why do you think that happens and where do you think it stems from? I don't think, like, I just feel like it's like, when people be like, oh my gosh, it's nice, but I'm like, uh-huh, thank you. Like, it was like uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. thanks, but it's like, oh, girl, I don't feel the same way you're feeling right now. And that, that's also something that I, I'm better about, like, okay, being like, okay, thank you, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's still very uncomfortable yeah it's like uh, interaction uh, i don't know why though it's not that i'm trying to and i'm like not what is it mr big caught me something he called me um when you don't take compliments you're not like you're hum like you don't know how to take compliments you don't know Mm -hmm. how to like you know feel yourself Mm -hmm. and because i'm not that kind of person so when you compliment me i'm probably really awkward i'm just like uh thank you (laughs) i'm gonna look at you like no stop like like oh my gosh your body's so nice and I'm like oh because in my head I'm thinking no yeah. like look at my arms look at my stomach look at my thighs look at my like you guys don't see what I see but they don't see what I see yeah yeah but people are you're and that's the big thing you know you see flaws in you that probably aren't flaws but um what's that uh statement that everybody says comparison is it's a thief of joy yeah uh, the thief of joy yeah yeah it is and I 100% in every aspect of life, but especially when you're comparing your physical attributes, because you're not going to look at the next person. And that's what makes you unique and all the wonderful things about, you know, being different. 
But in that moment, you're just thinking about like, oh my God, I don't look like the person that I think I should look like or what society tells me I should look like. And like speaking on that, I think that living in a very like digital social media editing um, world, world, yeah. I think we forget that a lot of the things we see online aren't what they seem. Like people have cellulite and that's easily editable. (laughs) And like um, (laughs) things like stretch marks or like skin imperfections, a nice little quick filter can erase all that and you're like damn she has great skin like i wonder what her skincare routine is and she's over here like damn i'm trying to hide my you know my scars and stuff Mm -hmm. and you're comparing yourself to things that aren't even real a lot of the times and it's like back in the day where you know a lot of uh, women compared themselves to victoria's secrets models they were the standard of beauty back then they were like oh my god i have to be as skinny as a victoria's secret model they were the hot shot babes back then bruh i these kids are so lucky. Like these kids, is, I guess, like two thousand and ten kids, because mm-hmm. I feel like the like the things that they're growing up as is such normal bodies. Like I feel like they're growing up with normal bodies, like ev- all bodies. I mean, especially I on like TikTok and stuff. Yeah, I feel like, like it's starting. A... It's starting to be like all bodies are represented yeah. everywhere. Because I feel like when we were growing up, I saw Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. like Lindsay Lohan, like they all wanted to be skinny. Yeah. Like everyone would be skinny. I think watching movies. You'd be like, mm-hmm. does my remember we were watching girlfriends and she's yes, like, does yes, my ass yes. look fat? And yes. she said no. Oh, Tracy she said Ellis yes. Ross, yeah. And then she was upset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Bird, Tracy Ellis Ross, baddest, the Bing baddest. body, Bing and body. Bing but you see, body. like that's crazy, but, like how but, you can see the flaws in yourself or these quote unquote yeah. flaws. And we were watching that. And we were like, this Dang. girl looks bomb, like, bomb like amazing, fuck. like what crazy good like is it a crime to have a big butt yeah. no I but nowadays so. the thing is the opposite like it's weird how things have changed so much now it's like oh if you don't have that hourglass shape then you're not the baddest bitch in the game but it's also different different communities okay. i feel like in like white culture mm-hmm. you know you it's okay to be like if you don't have a big butt it's fine mm-hmm. but they, i think it's still like nowadays it's like some type of curves you must have curves. curves, yeah. People so want like, hips. it is maybe not, yeah, a little bit of hip, a, a little, little bit of waist stitched yeah, in, like a, a little small bit of something. Yeah, because then you hear people saying like, "Oh my god, I'm so box shaped," and it's just. It, I wonder if I mean I feel like now we're getting we're like the whatever the generation is under that is under Gen Z, those people. Know. Yeah, I don't know what they are. If you guys know, let us know. <laughs> um, whatever generation that is. They're more on, like, the TikTok generation. They're big on, like, body positivity. And you see this whole mid-sized movement. And it's still, like, you know, very one-sided. But it's at least moving in a positive direction. And there's some growth, at least, compared to, like, just having one type. I feel like we went from Victoria's Secret models to Instagram baddies Mm -hmm. very quickly. And then... Instagram baddies to... You know, accepting everybody. I Mm -hmm. I I think now we're getting better. I don't know. I think we're I think we're at the tail end of Instagram I feel like, baddies. I feel like it's only okay if you have a flat stomach. Mm. No, and like it's only okay like you, a flat stomach, no big arms, and you got some curve to you. Yeah, I can see that. And like maybe you have a nice jaw or like in your thighs are nice, like I don't know, nice calves and stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like, like there's a like certain a fit, there, yeah. There's a certain slim thick kind of. There's a certain look. plus size model 
like that people are checking for. Mm-hmm. And I think but then also, there's certain like plus sides, plus sides mm-hmm. that people are checking for too. So I guess every there's it, it's it's that argument again that people make all the time where like where is the average size, the middle people who aren't plus size, who aren't very skinny, like where are they being represented? And I think that's a big part of people like, you know, I mean, speaking on sides of itself, I think that sizes are a big part of the the environment that we live in that causes body dysmorphia. You're going to go to H&M and you're going to go to Fashion Nova and you're going to go to Pretty Little Things. And you're going to order stuff and you're going to see that one girl. You all know yeah. what I'm talking about. And she's gonna and you're gonna think, Oh, I can fit this and you're not gonna fit it. Like and your it's like, size ten and also your size ten is exactly yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Kenna was literally telling me this other day because I bought a dress and it was a size ten, but on the website it was a size XL. The dress I was gonna do a wedding. Yeah. And I was like, Dang, this doesn't fit me and I yeah. was like, What the hell? Like it, no, it can't be. Like I'm I know my size. But then I got I bought another dress from Boohoo and it was a size ten. I was like, Oh, this fits just right. And that's still crazy to me because like you not just trying to make me feel like I'm that or whatever. <laughs> or it's like, you. or it's like even the opposite too. Like you buy a size bigger and then it doesn't fit you, and you're like, okay, like how it's just it's just confusing. Yeah. And then you're and then it's contributing to you being more confused about what your body really looks like because you're like, if this size is not fitting me, then am I bigger or smaller than I think I am? Like, and then it it just adds more confusion to the already chaos that is body dysmorphia. Because then you just you're just hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it is to gain weight or lose weight, you're facing a lot of the similar like push and pull in in the mental space. Like you're telling yourself you're doing some type of uh, food restriction or food like to excessive food consumption, or you're doing more group exercising in either to gain weight exercising or to lose weight exercising. You're doing pretty much a mirroring things just with different goals. Yeah, you know. And I can only speak on body dysmorphia from looking at yourself and thinking you're bigger mm-hmm. i can't really speak on it from looking at yourself and think um yeah same actually yeah i'm like a, a, a slimmer person's mm-hmm. view and them like feeling like they're bigger yeah because like, i don't know how that works like yeah personally, or also them thinking like they're smaller than yeah. what they are too i think personally i too can only speak from like thinking i'm bigger than i really am at times but having friends who have experience thinking that they're uh they're not smaller but like always constantly worrying about like losing weight instead Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's always so interesting to compare how we have the exact same no literally like thoughts especially when uh i was like i've done a lot of you know growth and now i'm in a place where i can comfortably like you know be like okay i whenever i'm having those negative mindsets to come out of them but when i was in those negative mindsets and i hear other people saying it it's very like oh my god i remember when i used to make comments like that out loud about my body right Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't think controversial what I used to get mad with like slimmer friends uh-huh. be like, I'm getting so big. I'll be like, are you? I think, you? I think, but then that, that goes back to the perception. You yeah, know? Like, but then, but then, what to is your them, perception is big? Yeah, but then to them, yeah. that's like, they really think that. Yeah. They're really like unhappy. And I'll just be like, wow, like, if you think that about you, yeah. what do you think about me? It goes back to that whole comparing thing. And mm. um, that is comparing. Yeah. Because you're comparing. It's a lot of just yeah. a lot of comparison, and comparing will always get you in places. Yeah, because you're just mental spaces that you don't need to be. And in. we're all just trying to fit into the standard of beauty, and it just is not cracking. And I think the next thing to think about is like, what is the standard of beauty right now? <laughs> so continuing with um, beauty standards, like 
Mina, how has beauty standards, like mainstream beauty standards, affected your perception of yourself and how you look and how your body looks? Mm-hmm. And what kind? And you can, you know, because it's a podcast, people don't know what you look like. But you can follow her Instagram at fabulously Mina with two A's at the end. Um, but you can, like, you know, maybe tell people what your body type is, how you shaped, <laughs> like a Coca bottle. We shape with the yams, so you know we got yams. Um, we both got yams. She's slicing. Um, <laughs> I think as beauty standards, I think when I was younger, I would just just always look at myself. But when I was younger, just always had people commenting about my body. Mm-hmm. So that would make me. I think that is why I'm so uncomfortable. When people In what do. ways? In what ways do they come? Just be like, oh, you have a big butt. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll probably be, like, in first grade talking about I have a big butt. That's okay. so weird. Damn, first grade is how old again? Like, like you're, like, six, seven. That's crazy. That's nasty. I know. Actually, yeah. It That's actually disgusting. Um, But I think... Like, how is that? Yeah. Started Sorry. noticing, like, I have, I like, you know, body is more Not jokingly, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm act, like I'm obsessively, like, obsessed with my body. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm, high school uh-huh. so I used to just always wear sweatpants mm-hmm. I hate wearing jeans I, you know I was like but I was like making that like so cool like I love wearing sweatpants like I'm a sweatpants kind of girl but mm-hmm. no I just actually hated wearing jeans cause jeans never fit me right mm-hmm. and I hated it I never wanted people to see my body like mm-hmm. see like oh like I'm thick uh, that made me uncomfortable and then this was just like I just started working out, and then I'll just be so obsessed with my body. Like I wanted it to look a certain way, mm-hmm. and I just remember like that's the only thing on my mind, mm-hmm. constantly, it, yeah, always, yeah, always. Like how I can improve my body, mm-hmm. or what my body looks like, or I'll just be laying in bed and just like looking at my body, or just touching my body. Like I'll have to be like picking at my skin, mm-hmm. like looking at it. I'll be like, all right, let me relax. Like I used to be obsessed about going to the gym, like. Not obsessed, but I was just like, I need to go four times mm-hmm. a week, and if I don't, like, my life is over. Like, I don't know, I don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would just be so sad if I don't go. I feel like it's just not it if I don't go. I don't know, but then I realized, actually, I'm thinking about this too much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about going to the gym, what I'm going to eat. Like, from the moment I wake up, is like, all right, what am I going to eat for breakfast? I'm going for lunch, what I'm going for dinner, mm-hmm. what time I'm going to go to the gym so I can eat. And it's like, I'm not even enjoying... Your life revolved around it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so I'm I not guess happy. Now that we, like, have talked about, like, all the things that we've noticed, like, how have we... We can talk about also how we've changed and how we've grown and we've gotten to a better place. Mm. Um, so I think once I... I can start with that. Um, I think I would say, like, three, four years... Three, three and a half years ago, something like that. I realized that... I was like, okay, like, if I want to be healthy, there needs to be balance. And in everything you do in life, obviously, there needs to be balance, right? And um, so I started making it more about, like, not looking a certain way, but feeling a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. So stop, like, number one, weighing myself. And number two, like, comparing myself to... Because my comparison, oddly, was, like, never to other people. But a lot of the time, it was, like, to numbers, what, from what this ideal body that I think I should have. Oh, like you should be this certain weight? Yeah, okay. like this certain weight because I'm this tall and I'm this years, like I'm 20 something years old. So at this age of my life, I should be this, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, knowing that like after my doctor even told me some of that like was not realistically achievable for my body type. And um, so I stopped like 
obsessively checking at weights. I only check weights like just to monitor monitor progress and would restrict it to be like, you know, once a very once in a while thing, you know, um, stopped really checking my sizes and like being up. Like that's more of a mental thing where you have to actively still work on every day. Um, you know, eating foods that like were filling. And I really, I never believed in like diet foods. I've always been like, okay, like I, one, I'm also gluten-free, so it's like I'm already restricted in what I can eat. So I try to make what I eat um, taste good. Also, you guys can follow my uh, gluten-free page, Same Look Club, where I put wonderful recipes on there. And um, so, like, you know, actively trying to nourish my body and, do you know, definitely doing that self-love thing, whatever that means for you. For me, it was very much so daily affirmations, uh, whenever negative thoughts what comes to my head, stopping myself immediately and being like, okay, like, why are you thinking this way? Like, there's a reason why you're thinking this way. Yeah. And then getting a, getting to the root of those problems. I'm not saying it was easy. It's not like I woke up one day and I was like, yeah, let's go, you know, self-love. It took a while and... It takes work. Yeah, it takes work. It yeah. takes, you have to want it yourself. And, um, like, you know, being able to have great friend groups, I was able to have these conversations openly. And then we were able to bounce, like, like, you know, talk and be like, okay, I feel that way. Like, how do you do this? What did you do to change that? And we would share tips, and that allowed me to get to the place where I am now. And, you know, I know I'm banging. And, you know, banging. we always we always try to improve. It's also a difference between improving and being obsessed. You should always try to be the better version of yourself, not a better version of this fake idealistic thing that you know. Not that it's not unattainable, but, like, it's not making you better. It's because you're trying to be perceived a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, definitely. I think when I was younger, I used to like not eat breakfast, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that was such like a bad thing. No, yeah. Like not I didn't eating. like breakfast though. Like that just yeah. wasn't checking. For I feel it. like I was, I'm so I was just so used to like just. But even in high school, like you yeah. know, like in the cafeteria, it's free. Like go get yeah. your breakfast. I would just be like, I would just literally get breakfast and then give it to the guys yeah. at the table and be like hey do you guys want this but i was literally but i was intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. like i'm hungry but i'm not eating so with me with i first of all school like i guess nasty. it's like starving but i don't know but it's kind of like you're starving yourself yeah i was like well you're not eating because because i'm thinking like oh i shouldn't eat and mm-hmm. i should probably eat like twice a day and then i'll go to the gym oh i see and i'll get smaller like the less i eat the more I work out, mm-hmm. I'm going to get smaller. But you're actually, like, your body's in starvation mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think now that, now, now that you're saying this, I actually do remember a time in high school where I wanted abs so bad. <laughs> and my parents were, like, super, like, oh, you know, we don't feel comfortable with you going to the gym by yourself, whatever, whatever. So I would do these ab workouts in my room, and I would run downstairs, and I'd be like, Mom, do you see my abs? <laughs> and now thinking back on it, I'm like, yo, that was too wild. I feel like we're oh, so young crunches. to be even thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. We were like 15, 16. Like, yeah. does it matter? I mean, I guess I guess it does. I don't know. I mean, like, again, I think it's like not trying to get these certain body mm. features because you feel like, because oh, I, I do, at that time, I did, sorry, think that having abs made you your it. You were, you were the baddest bitch in the game. If you had abs, oh, yeah. I used to think that in high school, I used to think, if you had abs, you were you were fit. That's it. If you had abs, you were one hundred percent fit, which isn't always true. If you had abs, you were that. You can wear anything you wanted. You can go anywhere you wanted. You, you can, can be anywhere. who you, you want. Can be who you be. <laughs> no, I, I follow. So I follow. I saw kind of this. I follow Miguel's the singer Miguel's wife. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has body dysmorphia. And I was like looking at her pictures, 
and she was so thin and you know, and she's she's open about this. Mm-hmm. And like now she's she's still like really fit and she had like mm-hmm. back then, but she's still like, you know, suffering from body dysmorphia. Like she used to take dieting pills mm-hmm. and she used to not believe like what she sees in the mirror. Like she used to think like she was very thin, but she thinks she's bigger. And like I was saying before, like I, I don't know how that feels. Cause like you're already thin, but you think you're bigger. So you're just getting thinner and thinner and thinner mm-hmm. and thinner. And, but now, like, you know, watching her recovery from it, because I didn't know dieting pills is, like, a, you know, a big thing. Because I don't, I don't believe that dieting pills work, work like that. I don't know. I don't know, like, what they can really do for you. Mm -hmm. But now she looks bomb. And, like, she had abs before, but now, abs before, but now, like, her abs are, like, OC popping. I, it's, it's crazy because, you know, from the outside, a lot of people that, we think have the ideal body type are also nitpicking themselves and a big thing to note is body dysmorphia it doesn't stop at an age it doesn't start at any age it affects everybody in different ways at any age and um so this is like a half a quote that i've kind of changed but it's basically it says like a pressure the pressure from society and the makeup companies and many different fashion companies uh, benefit from the insecurities of young people to become obsessed with their look and then also to be obsessed with how they should look which then leads to a lifelong battle with body dysmorphia and i think that's like a great thing to point out because a lot of the times it's not just your everyday you know edits on instagram it's also these companies telling you that like oh my god acne and you shouldn't have it so we covered a lot of different things today about like our experience with body dysmorphia what we believed in society and stuff so you know we want to hear your input and your thoughts and your opinions so we know tell them where they can hit us up you can find us on instagram at what's happening with the yams i think it's two s's it's two s's you can follow us there <laughs> you can dm us slide up interact comment. yeah all that and a bit more and th- the same thing for twitter it's gonna be the exact same um at name and um but thanks for coming to our yeah. first show and tell us what you guys want to hear yeah and how we did i mean what we should do and you know little tell me i don't like uh, criticism like that much tell me (laughs) you can tell me and i'm gonna tell her but yeah thanks for listening and staying tuned um you can follow us on instagram at fabulously mina that's two a's and follow kenna at ken cos i think underscore underscore four no i didn't just underscore it's just underscore i can cost underscore you know talk to us Cause we'll talk back. We will. Bye. Bye. <laughs>